listener production. Wall Street enjoys mixed fortunes as analysts unpick the shopping season. And Aussie shares expected to edge up on Tuesday with retail spending in focus. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday the 28th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. A little bit of a disappointing start to the week for US markets. There's not much fire in it, is there? The Dow's down by about a tenth of a percent as we record the S&P 500 just in negative territory. The Nasdaq up by around 0.2 of a percent. Lots of anecdotes flying around, though, when it comes to Cyber Monday, as it uh, turns out in the US. Adobe Analytics has estimated that shoppers would spend a record 12 to 12.4 billion US dollars on online sales on this day. It's a little bit surprising considering that interest rates are at uh, a two-decade highs. Well, the US consumer continues to defy expectations for a material slowdown amid elevated prices and firm Fed policy. According to Adobe Analytics, shoppers spent a record $9.8 billion US dollars online on Black Friday. But we've also heard from Shopify, who said merchants set a Black Friday record with a combined $4.1 billion in sales. Yeah, so I suppose the caveat that you would offer here is that these are still early figures and that the likelihood is that the arrow is pointing up if you're going to be making any revisions. So unsurprising then that we have seen uh, retail-facing stocks perform as well as they have. We've got Amazon shares up by about 1.4%. Your favorite, Lululemon, Athletica up by a percent. Uh, you know the cruiser though, so Royal Caribbean up 2%, Domino's up by about 5% as well. So that's the thing that stands out as far as the most improved sectors in a very quiet market. You've got uh, property, uh, retail, technology doing quite well. Uh, the others benefiting from a moderation in long and short-term interest rates. We've got two-year treasury notes down by about five basis points to 4.91%, a 10-year down by about eight basis points to 4.41%. So they are reasonable moves lower as far as government bond yields are concerned. There are a couple of catalysts for that, Tom. So we saw weaker than expected US housing market data overnight. New home sales fell by 5.6% in October to a 679,000 annualized pace. And that was well below expectations. And also at the same time, we had a couple of significant bond auctions Traders digested those government debt sales. The $54 billion two-year note, or the auction of a two-year note, came in at 4.887% into weak demand. But then we had a $55 billion five-year note auction, and that was at a yield of 4.42% into strong demand. So mixed metrics there on the bond front. Dovetailing with the narrative around lower interest rates is the fact that oil prices have continued to ease. So they're not vastly changed as we move towards the end of the session. West Texas Intermediate crude oil is slightly weaker at $75.37 US a barrel. The point that you'd make is that uh, they were under pressure at the outset. We had oil prices down by as much as 2%. This is the thing that stands out to me, Ryan, is that you have seen any number of headlines that you would think would reasonably contribute to oil prices being supported. But since the beginning of the month, oil has slipped by about 13%. There seems to be a bit of a divergence there. I think the demand outlook doesn't look particularly strong at the moment. So what we did see overnight was oil fall, as you said, as much as 2%. And that was after data showed profits at China's industrial companies 
rose at a much slower pace in October. That does highlight risk to growth in the world's largest crude importer. But then following that, there were continuing reports around what OPEC and Russia will do in terms of its meeting on November the 30th. And they're weighing the potential for a deepening of production cuts at this meeting. And that did stabilize the oil price, which is down just a smidgen now. That's part of the reason why you are tending to see energy stocks leading the underperformers list overnight on Wall Street. So you've got ConocoPhillips, Halliburton, Chevron, Exxon, uh, all down in the order of about 1%. Uh, Not grievous damage to the portfolio, but still, I suppose, a continuation of the trend. Indeed. And another commodity that stood out last night was lithium. So we saw shares of Albemarle fall by over 5%. And we did see the Global X Lithium and Battery Tech ETF shed more than 2%. It's one of the largest providers of lithium for electric vehicles. It's a US listed company. And the stock has been under pressure this year, down about 44% so far in 2023, as consumers show away from electric vehicle purchases and inventory climbs. Indeed, it is the largest manufacturer of lithium in the world. And its fortunes and lithium uh, prices would have been tied to the outcome with the Chinese company profits figures that you mentioned uh, earlier. And indeed, that disappointing outcome for China would have been a factor contributing to Europe's performance last night. So we saw the European markets down by around 0.4% where the UK market was concerned, the French market down 0.2% and the German market down by around a third of 1%. Uh, Worth pointing out that the US dollar uh, continues to ebb. So again, a reflection of those US interest rates. So uh, slightly weaker this session at around 103.3 for the US dollar index. The US dollar index, of course, a measure of the greenback against a basket of international currencies. Well, we have seen the US dollar index fall about 3% this month, so it's on track for its worst performance in a year. Expectations that the US rates have peaked, which suggests it's time to get out of the US dollar for some, and that has also led to a higher Aussie dollar, Tom. Indeed. The Aussie dollar just uh, peaking above 66 US cents, which is about a quarter of a cent better than where it was at this same time yesterday. Today, we've got retail sales figures for October, Ryan. So that will really contextualize the starting gun for our own Christmas shopping season. And I suppose the the thing is our, our consumer has been somewhat durable as well. Our consumer has been very resilient in the face of higher borrowing costs and cost of living pressures. The job market has been firm and that's supported spending. And we suspect, however, that households may have paired back some discretionary spending in October as they wait for the November sales to start, including the increasingly important Black Friday sales period that started last week. And we have seen ongoing dry weather until recently and above average temperatures in October. This may help support solid levels of clothing, household and outdoor expenditure. However, we're expecting to see retail spending fall by 0.6%. On top of retail sales today, Tom, Reserve Bank Governor Michelle Bullock participates in a panel discussion in Hong Kong. We'll be looking for clues on the likelihood of a rate hike in December. But Collins Foods issues earnings today. That'll be a standout. City is expecting first half year 2024 net profit after tax of 20 million and for the full year 24 outlook around 50 million. So Collins Foods is expected to show resilient sales but weaker margins 
Its rival fast food franchise, Yum, in terms of its third quarter report, indicated strong sales growth across Australian KFC stores. So that's a solid indicator. They've increased menu prices in fiscal 2023 and into 2024, and that should support top-line growth. But of course, cost inflation is weighed on margins, but we have seen some evidence of deflation, particularly around chicken prices lately. So of course, the company management will provide some commentary on timing around margin recovery. Indeed, uh, Ingham's have uh, spoken about a normalisation of their uh, cost base as well in recent times, be it from some pretty acute uh, pressures that they're experiencing in, in halves and quarters gone by. So that'll be interesting to see how people are responding with uh, the world's favourite chicken brand, uh, KFC. Of course, that's the brand that Collins Food is most closely associated with in this country. Ryan, happy Tuesday. You too, Tom. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.